Welcome to today's episode where we're really excited to introduce Kim McCarter, a true visionary in the world of business strategy and operations. With a wealth of experience in marketing, sales, and team development, Kim has transformed the trajectories of numerous small business CEOs. In our conversation today, she's going to share her approach for creating immersive audio-first digital courses. She'll share how she leverages the power of storytelling and personalization in audio, and we'll explore her ingenious use of a guidebook, a key tool in her teaching arsenal, which complements her audio courses by providing tangible, actionable resources. Get ready to be inspired by Kim McCarter's business acumen and her innovative methods in online education. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another case study episode. I think you're going to love this one because we are talking high ticket. We are talking audio only and we are talking with the one and only Kim McCarter. Girl, I'm so glad to see you. It's been a long time. We've known each other for a hot second in the business space and we haven't connected in a long time. We do touch base like once or twice a year, I would say, but I haven't seen you in a while. We haven't seen each other definitely yeah. since before. Everything is either before COVID or after, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> is it pre-pandemic or post-pandemic, right? Correct. So we definitely haven't seen... Matter of fact, I think the last time I seen you was the year my mom passed, which was 2018. Mm, it could be. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. been a hot second. Like, yeah. But we, of course, like, you know, we've maneuvered and then we had spent our time on Clubhouse and then we did. Yeah. Uh- yeah. <laughs> As it goes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're really excited to have you on and just talk about the way that you're using audio in your business, private podcasts, just in general, like that move towards audio. If you want to give us a little background on when you first were thinking about private podcasts and how you could possibly use that in your business and thinking about why audio would be such a valuable delivery method for you. So originally I just was stripping the audio in my courses and having audio alongside of whatever else as an option. And it was just working. It just was like, oh, like it was another selling bonus. Like that's how I was looking at it. Then I took on this major project. It wasn't even a beta. It was an alpha girl. It was the alpha program. And that's exactly what how I sold it. Like, this is the alpha version. This is an idea. And you're going to pay me to go along with this idea, right? <laughs> and people jumped on it. And it was a certification program that incorporated, like, human design, NLP, and a bunch of other, like, energetic tools outside of, like, you know, the traditional package and pricing stuff. And in order to move that forward, I wanted to have almost like a textbook to go along with it because it was just so many terms. And especially when it comes to something like human design, I wanted them to have all of the information. I wanted them to be able to refer back to it. And then also like if there were worksheets, I just wanted to have it all in one place. Mm. And I really liked the idea of being able to send them this gift box that had like this textbook in it. So I spent the better part of like, four months writing this entire textbook and creating it. You guys, she showed it to us. It's like legit. It's like, looks like a textbook. She like held it up. It's thick. (laughs) Yeah. It looks like you put a lot of energy into that. I, I really, really did like graphics, the whole nine. And by the time I did that, I was like, now I got to record these videos? Like, absolutely not. Like, (laughs) I'm not doing that. (laughs) And I was like, I'm just going to do audio. And what happened was because it was an alpha program and I was creating like the audio lessons as I was going, I first released the human design portion of it. And so I tested that portion in audio. And I had about 12 women in in this offer. And they were like, 
can we keep it like this? Like, this is amazing because they were able to plane train automobile it. Regardless of where they were, they could access the information because I had a digital book that went along with the physical book in person. Mm. And like, they were saying things like, I am listening to your course while I'm out for my walk. I'm listening to it in the car because I had like, you know, other things like that kind of went with it, whether it was empowerment video lessons, motivation stuff, like quick tips and tricks for like each of the human design types. And I was like, oh, I probably wanted something. So I was like, okay, I'll do the rest of the program in audio. And it was easier to do because like, I didn't have to worry about creating slides, like, oh, what am I going to wear? Oh, I got to put my makeup on. It got rid of all of that nuances that we get caught up in our head in. And I just did it that way. And it made it so much easier that I was like, I am never going back to a video-based course ever again. And that had to be, I think, 2021. And I have released other programs and everything has been just audio since then. Oh, so good. You know, it's funny you said like this was alpha, right? And alpha, you went to the easiest thing. So you did some recordings of of audio and then everyone's like, can we keep it like this? So I love it. You're demonstrating how it's so much easier for the creator, but like it totally benefits the student, the customer, the listener, because they can take it on the go. And, you know, I wish every course was like that, but unfortunately it's not. And it's like a breath of fresh air because I bet a lot more people, you know, got through that material. I have a question as it relates to like, you know, we get this a lot like, oh, you know, I include materials. Like when we say audio only, right, we're not saying like there's nothing else. Like you have to write down every question or anything like that. It's like, no, usually there's like a workbook tied to it or you know, they have portals, you know, depending on where they host. And so thinking about your physical book, and you said there was also a digital, what went into thinking about like what went into the book and what went into the audio? Did you uh, imagine your student listening to the audio while flipping through the guidebook and answering questions or was the audio more about foundational information? Yeah, just, just share like the structure of how you kind of thought about that learning experience. So I actually create the guidebook first. It's a whole strategy. For, you know me. Everything okay, let's strategy. go. Let's right. go. Everything's a process. Right? Yes, yes. So I actually would recommend creating the guide. And I'm calling it a guidebook for a reason, right? Because normally in the coaching in the coaching space, when we think of like our accompanying materials, you know, it's it's a workbook where workbook. people ask yeah, questions. That doesn't sound fun. Like, like, like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's literally like, oh, here's a question, fill in the answer, right? And after you've watched this video. No, 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 no. So what we want to do is we actually, I create an entire outline for what the program is going to be. And this is the same strategy I teach to my clients as well. Create an outline of what the program is going to be. I'm talking objective, target audience, all of that, right? Once you have the outline, then you want to build the workbook. And I built this in Canva. I'm mm-hmm. not using like anything expensive. I'm, I'm $13 a month in Canva Pro. <laughs> Which is still um, blows my mind how cheap Canva is. And like, that was one of my yeah. first recurrent regular expenses. 100%. Right? So I built it out in Canva based on the outline. And for every module, it's going to have the title page. It's going to have a written introduction, like what the same thing you would say in the video, right? Mm. You're going to welcome them to the module. This is the objective for the module. This is what we're going over in this module. I'll see you in the first lesson. That's literally what it is, but it's in written form. 
And then I go into the, the same format for the lessons. Welcome to the lessons. This is what we're going over. Walk them through the lesson. If there's an assignment attached to that lesson, it's in the guidebook in that space. So in the guidebook, they're going to have the lesson title, a summary, and then it's going to go right into whatever activities is attached. So those same worksheets are in the guidebook as well as the written lessons. If I'm teaching something, because I am the funnel trap queen, so you know I'm always doing something with sales funnels, right? If there is something that would normally have a video, like a sales funnel diagram or any type of diagram, that diagram is in the guidebook. So rather than putting it on a slide, it's just in the guidebook. Mm -hmm. Once the guidebook is complete, I then record as if I'm teaching from the guidebook. Ah, Now, my degree isn't in education, but for everyone who's in education and you get it, right? So I'm like, so when I open the lesson, I'm like, hey, guys, we're on lesson, blah, blah, blah. There's a diagram. It's on page 159 in your guidebook. Like, <laughs> so good. And I just talk to the diagram, right? I'm like, in this diagram, you see blah, blah, blah. And I just explain it. And then at the end, I'm like, now on the, in your guidebooks, you're going to find the following lessons. I want you to complete this lesson. I explain to them what the lesson is. I'm complete this lesson. if Because sometimes I have multiple worksheets attached to it, depending on what they're doing. And I just walk them through to the everything. And I tell them, Make sure you do your work before you move forward. Because if you try to skip around, something that you've missed is probably attached to the next lesson because I teach in stair steps. Now, I do have some clients, though, who, and it depends because we have different learning styles. And I know that. So I tell my clients, like, when they first come into anything, I have this huge start here section where I explain to them how the audio process works. And I say, for some of you, you may have the learning style where you need to go through and listen to everything and then come back. So even in the guidebook, I say, I'm talking to a diagram here. So if you don't have your guidebooks with you, make sure you re-listen to this lesson along with the guidebook. Like, I'm constantly referring them back to this space because that guidebook is going to be their holy grail. And I'm trying at the same time to take in all of the nuances that come in with different learning styles, right? Mm-hmm. Whether that's neurodivergency, whether that's accessibility options. I'm thinking about all of that, but I'm also intentional about this because I did it in the alpha version where I could get so much different feedback. So now it's just an inherent part of the process that it comes natural. Okay. This is my favorite because (laughs) whenever I go on podcasts and talk about, you know, private podcasts and and courses and people are like, yeah, I'm kind of skeptical. They've never like maybe taken an audio version of something or they were like, oh, the audio feed's not for me. I'm an X learner. I'm a visual learner. I'm a whatever. And I always say like, look, guys, you're always going to err on the side of what you think is like preferential, but it doesn't actually necessarily mean you're taking in the information in that way, even though you think it. And so they call them learning preferences because it's like we prefer, I prefer that you entertain me with be funny and like make make a bunch of things happen on a screen. So I'm like, I'm focusing on you. Like it feels like that. But the reality is that repetition And the ability, I think, as a learner to be able to choose when you get to learn, which I think is really important with audio. Like, yeah, it would be better if the person had the diagram in front of them. We're not sitting here saying that, like, you know, again, it's not just audio only to the point where, like, nothing else exists. But when you, like, understand that your student on the other end is pretty busy and if the only time they have is their car ride, right, (laughs) to drop their kid off and that's it. That's all they got right now. But with your program, they return, right? And this is what I love. This is what I would always say 
on, you know, interviews and stuff and talking about the educational piece, it's like, if, if you are the type of person that likes to binge everything, even with, you know, you're not supposed to move ahead or you're supposed to be looking at this, you know, image, if you like to binge that, when you go back to that guidebook, because eventually you have to go to that guidebook, like that's where the material is. The person knows that they're not trying to take a shortcut. They're just busy and they haven't like set aside the time to sit there. They're going to look at that guidebook and they're going to be like, oh yeah, I know this. Like, I remember this. That's, that's actually really important. That is powerful for an adult learner to recognize they've actually learned something. They're not fluent. They couldn't go teach it, but they've, they've taken information even just from that audio piece. And now you're walking with them again and there's the recognition and now we have repetition and that's where the learning is because most likely they've set aside a time to sit with the workbook or the guidebook, they're probably listening as well again, right? And this is huge. And so the idea that you've paired this like very physical thing, which I think in the online space is is relatively rare. You're sending them this welcome box. They get all this cool stuff. Like again, it, it feels it feels good probably from the the student's perspective. It feels like a present, right? And they get to like open it and all of the things. And they touch it and they're like, I, you know, I'm like, as, I, as I'm hearing you talk, I'm like, you're like a professor. <laughs> like, I know you don't come from the background, but I'm like, you are like doing that. And I think, you know, that physical component of, you know, going to school is a, is a big thing, but it's not possible for everybody, right? We have to be able to be, you know, on demand. And so you're, you're bringing the, those elements that are, I think people really like about, about school and you're giving them that opportunity with your well thought out kind of, you know, program. So I love this like a lot. (laughs) And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do physical and digital, right? Mm. Because for like in the online space, everything is so digital for us. Right. And I'm that person that can bounce between physical and digital. I'll grab the guidebook and I'll talk to it like any of my guidebooks. But then there are also moments when I just grab the iPad and I can coach from the Mm -hmm. iPad. Like, and I can write on, because I'm iPad Pro with pen, pencil, like whatever you're calling it, right? And so I I can do it that way as well. I can highlight in there. And giving the option, what I realized is as adults, we like options. I don't Mm -hmm. want you to necessarily tell me how I have to do a thing. Mm -hmm. So being able to give people options. And I also think that, I got to this space when I started really learning how to be a human design practitioner ah. and going into those types. So in order to make it comfortable for the different types, cause I'm, I'm the type that moves really quickly. But if I had clients who were like projectors or reflectors, I had to accommodate that. Cause I was a human, I'm a human design coach. So how could I not? Right. Cause then mm. I'll be like, mm, I don't know about that. Like, so it actually, and it, like I said, it worked out so well because of the feedback. And I, my target audience, they are busy. They're professional women. A lot of them are moms. They're always on the go. And so whether it's for business, for family or whatever, so giving them that option to be like, this can go with you to the point that I do it, like I said, I do it in my high ticket programs, but I also do it in my low ticket stuff too. Like, so if I have like digital products, they are, they're audio as well. And now they may not have no 300 page guidebook, but they Mm -hmm. still have like, they probably have like a a good 15, 20 page guidebook. I even do it in my freebies now, right? (laughs) Like when I say audio only, (laughs) (laughs) audio only, like that's what you're getting to the point that I've gotten so used to doing audio only that I was like, oh, I don't even go live no more. So now I kind of have to like, oh, I'm dressed today. Let me go live, Right. 
Yeah. You know what I was thinking too, when you were talking about the physical, it's something that comes up a lot too, when we talk about audio is that immersiveness. Like I bet they feel like you're right there in the room lecturing to them. You know what I mean? Because it's like headphones on noise canceling with the guidebook, like looking down, it feels instead of me just like watching a screen, it's different. It's a different modality that like, I think works your brain better. And so that physical piece versus even if the person chose digital and was at their computer, it's, I don't know, the workbook feels like I can take, I can take the book with me too, right? Like I could go to the beach or I could go, you know, to a coffee shop and not have to have my laptop charged. So you're even making it mobile in a, in a different way, I would say. Not only that. So I had a, I have a client who last year she went to Bali. And so we, from the East coast, we're East coast people. We know that's going to take us about 20 hours from the East Coast, right? She she took two of her guidebooks for two different programs. She downloaded everything to her podcast player, yep. right? And she worked on the flight. And she said it was the most comforting thing oh, oh, because, if you know, it's that long flight. Even if it's overnight, you still have to, like, you know, you're still up. And because of the type of courses that she was in at the time, like it actually helped her anxiety and everything because she was just actually able to do some of the work and really felt like she was able to get a lot done on that flight. So planes, trains, and automobiles, it goes everywhere. (laughs) We're better than the post office. (laughs) No laptop required. Our new tagline. Love that. I'm curious for your audience. Now, I know you've said your audience have, like, you've gotten really positive feedback. Obviously, they're listening to it on the go, whatever's convenient for them. Have you encountered anyone that wasn't a podcast listener or maybe wasn't familiar with podcasts? And it was, this was like a new thing for them. I'm curious because we have people that their people are not quote unquote podcast people. Did you have that too? Uh, Yeah. So I actually still have some people like that who are just not podcast people. So what was happening was I was having people that were having issues with the podcast, right? So remember I said it was alpha. So that means all the material wasn't out. So I was uploading new material. And as I was uploading new material, you know, with a podcast is either going to go oldest first or newest first, depending on how you have it set up in your own podcast player. So that was the point of contention for us, right? Mm. Because I was adding stuff. It was out of order for all the different people. So they kept constantly having to refer back to the course portal because I do have a course portal that goes along with it, right? So I was like, okay, I'm just going to upload the individual. I have the audio, so I'm just going to attach them to the lessons and upload them there. And what I realized was once I did that, Again, that immersiveness comes back in. And I had so many people who went back from the beginning and just started and binged back forward because they felt like they didn't know if they had missed different lessons or anything. And that's when I realized that I kind of, at first I had, because the podcast option was only available, everybody had to do that. Mm. When I started putting the individual lessons inside of the portal, I had, if switched and I had more people go into the portal, but even still listen to the audio in the portal, because what they were able to do was they was, they didn't feel like they had to sit and watch a screen so they could put it on and they could, they was just Bluetooth in it. They would say they would just Bluetooth it over speakers in the house or the comp- they were still doing the same option, but they was going through the portal to get to it. So we ended up with that. And I was still trying to figure out like really how to make the podcast portion work. And what I had to realize was, and this just could be a me thing, right? Like who knows, right? Everybody's different. 
But one of the things I had to realize is unless I was doing something where the entire content was done and I could upload it at one time, that worked. Or if it was something that was drip, but the drip was only one lesson, that worked. In my world, that's not what I was doing because I was releasing modules at a time. So you five, 10 lessons, and it was just all over the place. And was it that it was too complicated for the podcast? I don't really think so. I think it was more like that user workspace. Like, you know, because my people who were podcast people didn't have a problem at all. It was really those who were not really podcast people and how you explain something on iPhone can be completely different on how you explain it on like, you know, a non-iPhone. Then you have to take into account, are you on Apple? Are you on Spotify? Like, are you on type? I was like, okay, this is, this is too much. <laughs> right. And that's how I ended up coming, going more into the portal space. And But what I did was I also realized like for stuff like my, I have a lead magnet that's an audio only lead magnet that I never promote, never. I I promoted this thing one time a year and a half ago. And I swear every time I log into my portal, I have 10 new leads, 20 new leads. Like this year alone, over a thousand people have joined this thing. It's only eight episodes, right? But it works. So I do think like it can be, and it really depends on wish your, I feel like wish your grace on how well do you want to explain it? For mm-hmm. me, it's like, okay, I'll just do the single episodes because I don't want to have to go in and teach you how to use a podcast like that. I'm not doing that. Like, But for the next coach or healer or whatever, they may be like, oh. I love that. Because it sounds like, I mean, you, with the private podcast, I mean, you, you're accommodating people who get it, who kind of are already familiar with their podcast app. And every app is different. I mean, I think that's where it's like, depending on your preference, depending on which, you know, operating system, which phone you have, which app you're using on that phone, the settings you have set up in that app, it kind of, it'll all impact your your experience. And unless you kind of get that part of it, it, it can be difficult for some people, especially if they're not willing to kind of, you know, make a few changes to those settings and kind of make it play in the order that they want. And you've accommodated people who are like, you know what, that's not for me. And I can log into a portal and still have the convenience of being able to listen to the audio and not have to be t- attached to the screen or not even feel the pressure. I think there's something about having it be in video form, even when we're you know, not watching the video because let's, I mean, 70 tabs or whatever open and you're, you've hit play, but you're totally not watching that video. You still feel a little bit of pressure, like maybe you should be, or that you're missing something Mm -hmm. if you're not. And you remove that part, which I love. And you've accommodated every single type of person who might have, you know, tech preferences or, or player preferences, which I think is, is really powerful. And it sounds like you're getting really positive feedback from, from both sets. Like, yeah. And one of the things I did do now, as you were talking, I realized Nora that one of the things I did do was I actually started changing like the prefix in the audio, right. For the private podcast. Because normally, so when I first started it, I was like, okay, like M1, L1, right? So we, in our world, we know that's module one and lesson one, right? That doesn't, just because that's obvious to us, doesn't mean it's obvious to every client, right? So I had a group, a good group of clients who had been in our world a long time who it was obvious to, right? But to others, it wasn't. 
So then I tried the one, two, three, four, five, like, right. But because this certification program was so big, we got into double, we got into triple digits really, really quickly. But even still, even with the numbers there, so I'm saying this for those who might be like, well, why didn't she just number it? Like you would do a a podcast episode, right? Yeah. Well, some apps totally remove numbers now if they're at the front, if you didn't even know that, which is bananas. Yeah. Because if they don't have auto download or all kinds of things, they're still missing the lessons. Yeah. And for me, I had better things for my team to do than ask to answer and teach you how to use a podcast. Like I pay my team really well. I'm a progressive employer and that's not how I wanted them to spend their time. So you having both options was just something that was really, really great. Cool. So it sounds like from your perspective, clearly you get the audio. (laughs) You've, uh, what is it? Gotten bitten by the audio bug. We haven't really talked a lot about, you know, maybe the feedback you've gotten from your people a little bit. We've heard that like, you know, they loved it. They're playing it as, you know, they're doing the dishes or whatever. Is there any other feedback that you've gotten that you'd want to share from your clients or customers? Yeah. So a couple of, just like a couple of uh, tips, right? Mm. One is if your audio, if you're going to be audio only, it's going to be really important to be very strategic about the accompanying workbook slash guidebook. Mm. I say guidebook for a reason because it's truly what's guiding them through the program, right? Even if I'm going through a lesson and I'm going through like, okay, here are eight tips to like, you know, manifest your man. Those eight tips are written out in the guidebook. The same thing with how it would look on a slide, I put it in a guidebook in written form. If you are someone who wants to go audio, but you already have a video course, just take the slides that you already have and put them as a picture inside of the guidebook. They That worked for them really well. The second tip I would say is refer to your lesson and pages inside of your guidebook. As you're like, when you welcome people to the audio, like if you want to follow along in your guidebook, I'm on page, blah, 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 or I'm on lesson, blah, blah, blah. The third thing, your guidebook absolutely has to have a table of contents, like, Mm. and and page numbers, like make it easy for them. Don't have them trying to flip through, trying to find the page, give them page numbers, give them a table of contents. If it's digital, treat it like a planner, make it be hyper interactive. Because one of the things I did, I actually took a course on how to create the digital planners that people use with iPad Uh, and it goes Mm -hmm. to the different dates. So that way I could do that in my guidebook. So if someone opens it up on iPad, they can press a lesson and it takes them to that lesson in the guidebook. But those are all things that I did over time. I didn't start that way. I started in alpha. (laughs) It's not a beta, everyone listening. It was truly alpha. I know I'm saying that for a reason. And I added to it and I've been doing it for, I'm at the three year mark. So don't compare Mm -hmm. your, oh, I want to try this to my three year mark after I've done all the trial and error to help you figure it out. So good. Do you have a course on how to create guidebooks and audio courses? Cause you probably should. I think it's a unique thing that people aren't doing in this industry. I actually don't. I don't have a course on that. That is obviously an audio course. (laughs) I do not have a course on how to create that. No, I don't. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. (laughs) I I think it's cool. I think you have a lot to share around what you've learned. It's funny because my clients now, like even those who go through my package and price program, even though it breaks down to them how to set up everything in the group container, Mm -hmm. I usually, and I tell them in there, I'm like, you can do this video or audio, 
but I don't necessarily get into the specifics of how to set up to the guidebook. But one of the things I do know that my clients do, especially like my mastermind clients and my inner circle clients, they usually take their guidebook and be like, and tell their teams, this is what we're trying to create for this product. But mm. you know what? That's a good idea, Lindsay. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah. No, I, I think it's cool. I think what you're doing is is very different and I think is very helpful when you think about it from the learning perspective. So I love it. I think yeah. it's great. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. And oh, I have one more tip for everyone. Sure. Yeah. If you're wondering like how to get it in your guidebook. Just use like what, however you transcribe. I I'm a Descript girl. That's my favorite tool mm-hmm. right now, right? Mm-hmm. And I just take it from Descript, and I just be like, okay, like, copy totally. it over. Like, do not overthink it. Like, you know mm-hmm. me. I'm like, what's the path of least resistance, and how can I get this done in a level of excellence and quick? Hundred percent. Super good. Love it speed while you're still taking care of your people. I think that's, yeah. that's the other thing that just kind of is really important is that you care. Like you care a mm-hmm. lot about your people getting results and that's why you do what you do. It's why you're so intentional and purposeful about how you're taking care of your people and how they're you're allowing them to consume your content and you know all the detail and the effort you put into the guidebooks. I think that's important. And a lot of times, let's face it, it's lost in this internet space mm-hmm. many times. And for everyone who's a data person, you just made me think about this. Our, my completion rate, right? has increased by like 18% since I went on. Nice. Wow. That's awesome. Which I think is a huge number, right? Mm -hmm. Because I was like, oh, you know, it'll probably be like, I was aiming for like, if I can get 5% more to complete, right? But it's been 18%. And then even for like some of my smaller stuff, like, you know, the digital products, they're getting through it quicker and implementing Mm -hmm. faster. And see, Mm -hmm. that's, that's my thing. Like I was like, I want you to get this done quicker, sooner, faster. So they're getting to the results So that way they have more time. Whereas if someone came in to work with me for eight weeks, they would spend all eight weeks trying to get everything done. Now they're able to get it done in like three and a half, four weeks, and then have another four weeks just to get question and answer based on what they've already implemented, which is a huge, huge help. Love that. Efficiency is definitely one of my love languages. So (laughs) I I definitely appreciate that. And I know your folks do as well. I love this. One of the questions that we always ask every single case study, every person that comes on this podcast, so this is, you may have to think about this and that's okay. If there was a private podcast with your life's ramblings, what would it be called? Did I really just think of that? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. That is amazing. (laughs) Did I really just think of that? I would listen and you to know that. what? That would actually be kind of dope because I have like my notes app on my phone has so many voice notes of things that I randomly think about, like while I'm cooking in the shower. And I'm like, oh, that'd be a dope live. That'd be a dope podcast. And it's not just that I think about the title. I'm like, I think about it and then I start having the conversation. Mm. So then I usually have to grab my phone and record myself and do voice to text. And then I go back and I'll be like, what in the world was I talking about? Because now I'm looking at it like three three weeks later, right? So... Yeah. What did I say the name of that one? See, I don't forgot already. See? Okay, never mind. I can't believe I thought of that. I can't believe I thought of that. Like, (laughs) I can't believe I'm thinking that. Yeah, that's good. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that would be a great, like, just like a daily show. A daily show that's like five minutes. Like, I can't believe I thought of that. (laughs) If you look. (laughs) 
it actually is pretty because good. She's going to look up and she's going to be like, she really did it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I want we'll the put, link we'll when it's out because I would listen to that. Think about it. If I did it like every night, I can't believe I thought of that today. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I thought of that. And it's just like this thing that drops every night at like nine or 10 o'clock. And it's like a daily reflection. I well, like there that. You go. Too. Now you have something to go do. Miss audio only. <laughs> I even upgraded my mic so I can have it in my purse. Live. Nice. It sounds good. Yeah. I love it. Oh my God. If you see that, if y'all see that, Oh my gosh. I'm gonna post it in the group. If I, I probably am going to do it. Let's be clear. Good. I, I'm, too, I'm too excited. I kind of into now, it. Right? I'm not going to lie. You might be the closest. Like, so we asked that literally of every single guest. You might be the closest of like actually being like, I should probably do that. Yeah. Um, stay tuned. It was great catching up again. It's been a hot second and I love this guidebook thing. We're going to link to everything and yeah, we appreciate you. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks. Have a good one. You too. And there you have it, Audioheads. Another episode of Laundry Private Podcast is in the books. I hope you're leaving today feeling even more ready to amplify your voice and connect with your audience in meaningful ways. The adventure continues in our next episode with even more insights, strategies, and inspiration to help you along your own private podcasting journey. Of course, make sure to check out helloaudio.fm to start your own private podcast. And remember, you've got amazing content that needs to be heard. So let's turn the volume up. Until next time.